the last word. Chairman is recognized. All right, Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Go off for a minute while I, I don't think uh, that it's very effective for the children to have people on the other side of the aisle come in and accuse Republicans of being complicit in murder and that we put our right to kill over others' right to live to infer by rhetorical supposed questions, who are you here for? We must be here for the gunman is an outrage. How dare you? You think we don't have hearts? It's just that when we look at the things that you're doing and you're trying to do to America, we've seen the carnage. I mean, for heaven's sake, let's, let's take example. Democrats control the major cities that have the worst murder rates. That's right. Your ideas have been shown to get people killed. Are you here for the murders, the murderers in Chicago, in Philadelphia, in these other major cities? Because you're wanting to do nationally what is being done by Democrats in those big cities. We care about people. We care about their lives. And lives have been so trivialized. We care deeply. How dare you? How dare you? You arrogant people attributing murder to those of us that want to do things to stop it. Because we've seen what your ideas do. They create more murder. Okay, let's look. Rochester, New York. These are cities that set the all-time high homicide rates in 2021. This is what you're shooting for, apparently, figuratively speaking. Rochester, New York, uh, they had a record homicide rate of 80. Not that big of a city. Philadelphia, 524 last year. Uh and by the way, all of these are, are Democrat mayors. Louisville, Kentucky hit a homicide, high homicide rate. Baton Rouge, Louisiana, Austin, Texas, Indianapolis, St. Paul, Portland, Albuquerque, Tucson, Columbus, Jackson, Mississippi, Atlanta, New Haven. Those were all Democrat ideas they control. They've done so many of the things that Democrats in this committee want to do. We're not alleging you don't care. We're just telling you that your ideas have gotten people killed, not saved lives, for heaven's sake. And then you want to be arrogant and accuse us of murder and of not caring? We care. And if, if you could just possibly get off any kind of arrogant stepladder that allows you to look down on us and look back historically... Thomas Jefferson was not at the Constitutional Convention, but but he said in a letter, if I could change one thing, it would be to require bills to be on file for a year before they're voted on. Because yep. he understood the mistakes that are made when you rush and make big decisions out of emotion. That's what we're trying to prevent so that we can save lives and keep people from being killed. 
for heaven's sake, uh, I, I, I think back historically, we had a president in Franklin Roosevelt that on D-Day led the country in a six to eight minute prayer for our troops. And now we had a president come on after Uvalde and, and he used God's name in vain. Most of us would consider it. It was used as an interjection, not as a source from whom to beg for wisdom like this country did for most of our history. Since the 60s, we really started having these mass shootings. Perhaps there was something in the 60s, maybe some Supreme Court decisions that gave rise to people being taught in school. It's whatever you think feels good. Well, it's time to get common sense back and to look historically about where people are being murdered in record rates. And don't repeat that like the Democrats are trying to do. Let's do common sense things that will save lives. I'm out of time, so you're back. And I... Good evening and welcome to Tucker. Go to hell, Tucker. I played that video clip because uh, Rep. Louis Gohmert there, what a name, Louis Gohmert. <laughs> he, he summed up a lot of what I think and feel and about this whole mess right now with uh, gun controls and massive shootings. Over and over again, they say, guns kill people. The Cincinnati Inquirer said, well, it's not the guns, it's the bullets. And Joe Biden keeps perpetuating this lie that we have a, a thing, a 300-round magazine in a gun. Never seen a 100-round magazine. Maybe perhaps a uh, a, uh, a, a a round uh, barrel magazine, but certainly nothing that the normal person is going to carry. Now, the point of the matter is, if one person or a few people, and it's amazing to me that they didn't have more people with guns readily available uh, at this Texas shooting, uh, at the mass, mass shooting in Virginia Tech many years ago, or 10 years ago now, maybe I don't know, whatever it was. One good person with a gun can save a lot of lives. They only tell, they tell you, you know, 46,000 gun deaths in the United States last year. They don't tell you that 54% of those are suicide. Furthermore, no one ever mentions the 1.6 million lives saved, pardon me, the 1.6 million defensive uses of firearms that prevented a crime from taking place. And I'll give you the benefit of the doubt, benefit of the doubt. Not every one of those uh, potentially resulted in a life saved, okay? But if 50% of the time 
when a gun is drawn to prevent a crime, a life is saved. That's still 800,000 lives saved. If 25% of the time you save a life by the defensive use of a gun, that's 400,000 lives saved. 1.6 million times in the United States in 2020, a crime was prevented by the defensive use of a firearm. Along with the Roe versus Wade decision that we all know is coming in the next few days, the Supreme Court is going to put down a decision and opinion about the gun laws in the state of New York. The strictest gun laws in America. You have to beg and plead and explain to the government of the state of New York why you need to carry a gun. Howard Stern carries a gun. He's had a concealed carry permit from the state of New York for many, many years. Why? Because there are crazy people that want to kill him. I don't think that's right. I don't think you should want to kill Howard Stern because he's the Antichrist, as one of his producers or bosses once told him. I don't think Howard Stern is the Antichrist either. But because Howard is rich, pardon me, let me say that without the cigar in my mouth. Because Howard Stern is rich, he can afford all of the permits and requirements of the state of New York to carry a gun. Perhaps if I lived in the state of New York, I would not be able to afford that. We now have Democrats running about, running amok, saying they want to take away your right to own guns by putting a 1,000% tax on an AR-15. One of their laws, they wanted to make you buy gun insurance every year. They wanted to make you register your gun with the Department of Justice, thus creating a, a list of gun owners that the federal government, the newspapers, Anyone who hates gun owners would have access to, they would have access to the list. Also, they want you to pay a permit fee every year. So basically, take the ability for a poor person, a working class person, a single mom, a single dad, an individual who cannot defend themselves take their right to bear arms away from them but don't worry because criminals 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 bad guys evil doers will always find a way to get a gun they'll find a way to hurt you they'll find a way to kill you they will find a way to commit a crime we have laws about everything we have laws against killing people still get killed we have laws against drinking and driving. People still drive drunk. We have stop sign laws. 
People run stop signs all the time. We have speed limit laws. People break the speed limit all the time. Laws don't stop anything. They say, well, get a restraining order. And, you know, if you know the boogeyman's trying to get you. I don't know exactly the number, but I know a few cases. I've read a few where a woman with a restraining order has been murdered by the person that the piece of paper said was not allowed within a hundred feet of her. And men have been killed by women too and, and so on. It's ridiculous. The answer isn't less guns, it's more. And it's more guns in the hands of the right people. No one wants to say that. No one, no one wants to put it in that simplest of terms. But it's the truth. You put me in a situation where there's an active shooter and I have to defend my life and the life of others around me, I will be the last thing that son of a bitch sees before they meet God, assuming they don't shoot me first. But I'm going to do my damnedest to save lives, my own and other people's. And that's what we need. We need to take care of ourselves and stop running to the government like a bunch of little titty babies suckling on the nipple. Because the government can't protect you from evil. Amen, hallelujah, holy crap, where's the Tylenol? I got a few other tidbits and then I'll talk about uh, government conspiring to make the world a better place. Governments, I think I'm going to call this one... Governments and billionaires conspiring to make the world a better place. Don't that sound like a hoot? Be right back. Well, you may throw your rock, hide your hand, working in the dark against your fellow. Go until that midnight runner tells the ramble is a gamble is a backbiter. So, Joe Biden had a splendid little article, or somebody wrote one for him, <laughs> and he signed it, uh, maybe, or somebody just, somebody maybe ghost-writing, ghost-wrote, ghost-written an article uh, for the Wall Street Journal op-ed page. <laughs> and uh, I'm going to read a couple paragraphs of it. I'm going to post all these links on Getter and Twitter at the real underscore Big John and uh, in the link or in the description, excuse me, on uh, rumble.com for this video. But here he goes. <laughs> the global economy faces serious challenges. Yeah, no shit. You're one of them, Joe. Inflation is elevated. And exacerbated by Vladimir Putin's war in Ukraine. No, it's not. That's a fragment of a fraction of why we have global inflation, supply chain disruptions, and other things. 
the fact that Joe Biden will not open the Keystone XL pipeline will not turn on the tap, the spigot, the water faucet, if you will, and allow more and more drilling and fracking on American soil are why we have five, six, seven, eight, ten dollar per gallon gasoline. Let me tell you, when gasoline hits ten dollars a gallon this fall, we're freaked. This country is SOL and we're going to have a collapse of the economy. It says here, energy markets are in turmoil. Yeah, because the world's leading energy producer went from the United States to nobody. I don't know who. I say nobody. It's somebody, obviously. We were exporting tons of, of oil and natural gas and we're still exporting a lot of natural gas but the United States was absorbing the uh, problems of the world as usual we're putting out a lot of oil export exports and then we just stopped because Joe Biden had to do the opposite of Donald Trump we had to move in the direction of green energy Supply chains that haven't fully healed are causing shortages and price hikes. That's true. You know, overseas you still have uh, extremely restrictive, constrictive lockdown measures in China and Shanghai and places like that. And it's disgusting what they're doing over there. Uh, He says, Americans are anxious. I know how that feels. I grew up in a family where it mattered when the price of gas or groceries rose. Sure, Joe. Yeah. I'm sure. Everybody. That's everyone. Doesn't mean you were, you know, in the bottom working 1% of the country like a lot of us. Or that you were a working class person from Scranton. He was born in Scranton. He moved away when his family or he, his family moved away when he was three years old. But he calls himself Scranton Joe, working class Joe. Bullshit. Joe Biden has spent his entire adult life trying to be Joe Kennedy, and his son Hunter had to grow up and be the breadwinner of the family. Through, through illicit deals fostered by Joe's uh, connections and Joe's place in power in the government. All right, let's go to something else here. Sarah Palin is running against Santa Claus in a special primary for a House seat as well as 46 other people. Popular congressional seat, evidently. Voters in Alaska will pick now 
from a huge list of candidates in a special election uh, Saturday, this, that's today, almost yesterday, uh, to fill the seat of late Republican Congressman Don Young, who represented Alaska from 1973 until his death this year at the age of 88. So he started when he was very young. Eh... 1973, he was 88 when he died, so I'm not that good at math, but he was there, uh, it was 49 years, so he was, uh, 49, he was 41 when he started, no, 39 when he started, so kind of middle age. That's way too long for somebody to be in Congress. I mean, maybe he was doing a good job for Alaska. But there comes a point when you're, you know, 80 years old, you just need to hang up your spurs, man. Um, That's just how I feel. I'm not sure how old Sarah Palin is. She's got to be 60 by now. Uh, Republican Palin, Republican businessman Nick... Uh, Beglich the third uh, and and independent fisherman and dr. Al Gross uh, who ran for Senate 2020 are seen as the most likely to make it to the next round so they have to get through this primary then they have to go to uh, the general uh, I mean I think Palin would win I don't know the results might be in but no Alaska's in a different time zone uh, so the results are starting to come in. We'll watch this race. It's interesting that uh, a guy who calls himself Santa Claus got on the ballot. I mean, maybe it's the real Santa. That would be sweet. If the real Santa Claus became a U.S. congressman, that would be awesome. So this is lovely. You've been hearing about this monkeypox virus spreading around the world. Uh, It's not pandemic or epidemic proportions, but they're trying to scare us into thinking it is. Guess who's working on it? Guess who's working on uh, inventing a strain that they can experiment on? The Wuhan Lab of Virology, the Wuhan Institute of Virology, partly funded by the National Institute of Health, which is Dr. Fauci's uh, branch of government. Ain't that lovely? The lab that allegedly, probably more than likely, leaked the Wuhan virus, the Wu flu, the China virus, SARS-CoV-2, COVID-19. Same laboratory's been working on monkeypox, and now it's spreading around the world. Now, this outbreak started uh, on the African continent, but gee whiz, gee willikers. Uh, This laboratory is testing it for um, military use, 
and to find a vaccine a vaccination in case you know monkeypox was turned into a biological weapon uh, this article is from sciencedirect.com and it says efficient assembly of a large fragment of monkeypox virus genome uh, as a qpcr template using dual selection based transformation associated recombination so they're the Wuhan lab thinks that they cannot find a monkeypox uh, DNA, the DNA for monkeypox itself, in nature. So they're inventing one. And geez, the monkeypox just happened to get out into the world. Just like they were looking for a way to make a a vaccine and uh, a, a, ver a laboratory version of the SARS-CoV-2, the bat virus, this bat flu, and somehow that leaked out into the humanoids in the world. You thought we were all crazy? We we're all conspiracy theorists? You have two, now you have two viruses that are out in the, the general population from the same laboratory back to back. Now, I'm not saying that they're doing this on purpose. Maybe we all know. We know for a fact. Why? Why is it cheaper to build and make things like your iPhone in a Chinese uh, factory? One, because the Chinese are using Uyghur Muslim slaves to build your iPhone. Two, they have no quality control standards. They have no workplace standards. They have no environmental standards. Um, I tried to give away a computer to a, a, a store that refurbishes computers. And uh, they said, well, we don't even, you know, we don't work on that brand. It was a Panasonic Toughbook. We don't work on that brand. I'm like, well, do you just want it? I don't feel like carrying it out, out with me. You know, I mean, it was only a laptop, but whatever. And she's like, no. And she pulled back this uh like curtain she's like we've got all these computers that we have to wait for the uh, we have a ther uh, hazardous waste thermo incinerator near where I live and a high cancer rate surprise surprise uh, but anyways they had to wait for the special day where the uh, thermo hazardous waste incinerator opened its doors to the public uh, to throw away things like computers. They couldn't just throw it in the trash because there are parts of the computer considered hazardous. In China, my point is, they don't have those standards. 
you just throw shit in the water, throw, throw it out on the ground, toss it out with the regular trash, whatever you want to do. And that's probably how SARS-CoV-2, the coronavirus, the Wu flu, the bat virus leaked out into the population. So we'll, we'll, we'll break and breathe here and then talk about yet another conference where billionaires, heads of state, antique human beings, ancient old timers that are still controlling the world, having their influence on us, uh, gathered yet again, this time in Washington, D.C., behind closed doors this time. Not even their fake bullshit press conferences or sit-downs were televised in any way, shape, or form. Bach in a moment. I'll be Bach. I don't know if that's how he said it or not, but no, that's how I say it. The other day you had Davos, Switzerland, where the world leaders and the billionaires met to make the world a better place. Yes? That was a little bit of Klaus Schwab and Arnold Schwarzenegger mixed there, maybe. I don't know what the hell accent I was just speaking in, but I was speaking in tongues or something. So Bilderberg, uh, they, they, it's a little conference of billionaires and bergs, I don't know, Bilderberg, I don't know why it's called that, don't really give a shit, but they've, uh, they meet every year, it's the elites of the elite of the world, and they come together behind closed doors to make policy for you and I, the rules of the world that me and you gots to live by. What we, got, what we have to do, what we have to say, what we have to think. This year's theme was disinformation. And don't worry. Governments, billionaires, the better than you and I crowd, they're still allowed to spread disinformation. But they have to control what us peasantry of the world think and say. They wouldn't want the truth getting out there for Christ's sake, unless it's their version of the truth for crying out loud. And by the way, pardon me, Christ, for using your name in vain. Thank you, Lord. Amen. So, one of the attendees, I thought this guy was dead. I thought he was deader than a doornail. Henry Kissinger is at this conference. He's 99 years old. Now, God bless 99-year-olds. There was a sweet little old lady at my church that people used to tease her and I because uh, I would write her letters from college 
because uh, I needed prayer, because I needed a, an older mentor. She was best friends with my grandparents. People say, oh, you got another letter from your boyfriend, John, at Kent State. Oh, you, is that your boyfriend? Uh, Virginia, she lived to be 101 years old and was full of piss and vinegar till she took her last breath. Uh, I was not her boyfriend, by the way. It was a joke, you animals. But the point of the matter is, uh, yeah, you can have some, you know, spunky, lively, 99 and 100-year-old folks. But there's a point in time when the, the ways of thinking and the ideologies of a 99-year-old don't jive with today's society and today's world. And Henry Kissinger would be one of those people. Many, many a folk have died because of Henry Kissinger's influence in the world, in the United States government, uh, through the wars and the ideas and the, the policies that he pushed. And it was all for the betterment. You know, these people say, they think it's, it's okay if someone else dies, if little people, you know, pissant Big John with his little, you know, channel here and podcast. It's okay if I die to, to better the world for them and everyone else, but mostly them. Henry Kissinger has been attending these conferences since the year of our Lord, 1957. One, the fact that this global dominance group has been meeting since prior to 1957 and it was you know it's all the the elite the super duper you know the zuck the mark zuckerbergs uh the klaus schwabs the politically speaking the henry kissingers the top of the top people in the world you know, Elon Musk will, he's certainly rich enough to attend this, but he's not enough of an asshole to attend it. So he probably wasn't invited. So this year they they met in sacred, secret, secret. I, I shouldn't t kid around because it confuses you guys. They met at the secret conclave to discuss disinformation. In other words, how to control information and control people through their information. Uh, Russell Brand referred to this as the OG globalist conference, the original gangsta of globalist conferences. Uh, in The Guardian, again, links on Getter, Twitter, and in the description on Rumble. Uh, Bilderberg reconvenes in person after two-year pandemic gap. The Washington Conference, a high-level council of war, will be headlined by Jens Stolenberg, NATO's Secretary General. Jens is J-E-N-S. Uh, it's a dude, uh, by the way. And his last name is Stolenberg. 
Bilderberg is back with a vengeance after the pandemic gap of two years. Yeah, they definitely didn't want to hold these meetings on Zoom where they could be leaked out. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They don't want, don't want us commoners finding out what they're saying about us. Uh, the Elite Global Summit is being rebooted in the security-drenched hotel in Washington, D.C., with high-powered guests that include heads of NATO, the CIA, pardon me, the GCHQ, U.S. National Security Council, two European Prime Ministers, a healthy sprinkling of tech billionaires, and Henry Kissinger. What a difference those two years made. The Western world, which the Bilderberg Group has been quietly nudging into shape for the best of 70 years, is still in all kinds of flux. We're still a world gone mad. Information spreading like wildfire. Some true, some not. Some information that these people don't want you to hear. Like a lot of the things I've talked about in this podcast and video so far. Back in 2019, the last time Bilderberg met in the flesh, the conference was kicked off with the optimistic topics of stable strategic order and what next for Europe. This year, however, the agenda reeks of chaos and crisis. The top of the schedule is blandly terrifi- the blandly terrifying item, global realignments. This is the group that decide, is going to decide how the, the globe, how the world is realigned after COVID, uh, after this war with Iraq and Ukraine. Uh, it's followed by NATO challenges. That's the next topic, quote, NATO challenges, end quote. The biggest of which is obviously uh, Ukraine. To be sure, the Washington conference is a high-level council of war headlined by the Secretary General of NATO, Bilderberg Veterans, or pardon me, Veteran, Jens Stoltenberg, he joins, uh, is joined at the luxurious uh, Mandarin Oriental Hotel by the Ukraine ambassador to the United States, the CEO of Naft, Naftogaz, the state-owned Ukrainian oil and gas company. Well, shit fire. There's some big bucks changing hands there. Maybe we'll get, instead of getting our oil and gas from Mother Russia, we'll start getting it from the Yukis. When we could just, you know, pump it out of the ground ourselves. But that wouldn't make sense for the globalists and uh, these bastards that have to control everything. They wouldn't want a farm boy, not, which I am not a farm boy. I wish I was that cool. They wouldn't want a farm boy from Ohio having a fracking rig on his property and becoming you know wealthy as shit like them that would just fuck up their little world the little elitist world that they live in 
can't have somebody with common sense and a high school diploma barely, you know, going out and spitting common sense into the world because he's now a billionaire like these bastards. Let's jump over here. Reclaim the net dot org a right-wing group here it says Bilderberg group meets in secret to discuss disinformation there's a nice picture of the classic uh, uh, antique archaic facade of the Washington Hotel and just the silhouettes of individuals that's kind of what this is just dark silhouettes meeting in secret to decide how you and i get to live our lives if you're tired of censorship cancel culture and the erosion of civil liberties subscribe to reclaim the net oh that's just a commercial that was the article the elites of the world of politics, media, big tech, business, and more are in Washington, D.C. for the 68th annual Bilderberg Group meeting. Bilderberg Group, the Bilderberg Group first meeting in 1954, the agenda being building back Europe after World War II, was organized by Prince Bernard of the Netherlands and was held at the Bilderberg Hotel, located in Oysterbeek. The list of attendees are, is often secret, but organizers have confirmed a few people attending this year's meeting. Former Google CEO Eric Schmidt, CIA Director William Burns, Pfizer, C Pfizer Drug Company CEO Albert uh, Brula, Former CIA head David Petraeus, uh, he was in, in there under Bush. Um, was he? C I don't think he was CIA. I think he was head of the Iraq War under Bush. War we should have never been in. But nonetheless, former. Important globalist David Petraeus. Oh, Kristen Cinema gets to come to this. Well, that'd be a unique perspective. Senator Kristen Cinema, Democrat of Arizona, Prime Minister of the Netherlands, Mark Root, Rutt, R U T T, Prime Minister of the Netherlands, Mark Rutt, is also in attendance. Canada's Deputy uh, Prime Minister, almost said Crime Minister, same thing when you're talking about Justin Trudeau, uh, Christia, Christia Freeman, Freeland, pardon me, Cana Deputy Prime Minister of Canada, Christia Freeland, there I said it right, uh, who this year ordered banks to freeze the accounts of civil liberties protesters. So here you go. This is the kind, these are the kind of people that attend Bilderberg. These people want to control other people. 
some things on the agenda, you know, the NATO thing with, you know, should Ukraine join, shouldn't it? Disinformation, which usually means the truth that they don't want you to hear. Uh, and here's a woman, this Christia, Christia Freeland, Deputy Prime Minister of Canada, is the one that ordered the bank accounts of truck drivers, people who donated money to the truckers' protests in Canada to be frozen. They want to be able to do this across the globe. When you speak out against something that these people don't agree with, they want to freeze your bank account, thus freezing your life. You can't go to the store and buy groceries. You cannot pay your bills. You can't pay $10 a gallon for gasoline. You can't do anything without a bank account. And this is why, you know, uh, cash money, straight cash, homie, greenbacks, dollar dollar bill player is starting to go by the wayside. This is why they want all plastic. They want all, everyone to be using a debit card with a chip in it. So that way when they freeze your bank account, you're F-U-C-K screwed. This is what's going on at Bilderberg. And same thing went on at uh, Davos a few weeks ago. So, according to this list of this list of what's on the agenda, you have geopolitical realignment, NATO challenges, China. Indo-Pacific realignment. These guys are really into realigning the globe. Uh, Sino-U.S. tech competition. Russia. Community of government and economy. Government running the economy? Well, there's a great concept. In other words, government running your life. Because your life depends on the economy unless you can sustain yourself. Disruption of the global financial system. Does that mean they're going to disrupt it so they can take it over? We don't know because it's a sacred meeting. It's a secret meeting at the secret conclave. Disinformation. The truth. Only the information they want you to see, in other words. Energy, security, and sustainability. Well... sustainable energy the United States had a sustainable supply of gas and oil that our lovely President Biden chose to cut off from his own people and make us suffer now this bunch wants to control the uh, energy and economy for the world where was I post-pandemic health in other words, Pfizer's vaccine pill with a computer chip inside of it so that the authorities know you took your medicine. Fragmentation of democratic societies. 
Does that mean they're going to try to destroy? They're going to bust democratic societies into little pieces? Hmm. Intriguing. Trade and deglobalization. So, are they trying to deglobalize trade? Or are they trying to keep globalization intact? And of course, lastly on the list, Ukraine. Ukraine needs to wave the white flag, give Russia what they want, get this shit over. Last I heard, Zelensky was asking Biden for $7 billion bills, playa, in aid a month. Uh, no. So there's some food for thought, people. This is, this is every reason to cling to your guns and your Bible. Because the only thing that can protect you on earth is your right to arm bears. And the only thing that can protect you from... Whatever demons possess some of these wackadoos is God. Call me what you want. I presented some information in this video, in this podcast. You, you think about it. I lay it out for you to play it out. As Mork from Mork would say, Good night, Orson. Nanu, Nanu. God bless you all. Pray for one another. And, uh, God bless you, man. I love y'all. Wish we could all live in peace and harmony. But the people like this Bilderberg group want to keep us in chaos so they can control us and they can live in peace and harmony. Maybe I'm right. I hope I'm wrong. Three and five.